Hey everyone, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com and today I have another special guest. So today I'm talking to one of my finance besties, a dear friend of mine. Her name is Nasima McElroy and she's going to be sharing with us exactly how she paid off over $300,000 in debt in just a little over two years. Nasima is an incredible lady with an incredible story and so you definitely want to tune in to learn exactly what she did to pay off that huge amount of money. But before we get started, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do on iTunes, SoundCloud or on Stitcher and leave a review so other people can find it, tell your friends about it. Let's try to get more people listening to this podcast. Also be sure to head over to clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there too and check out the Clever Girl Finance Academy if you need some accountability when it comes to working on your money goals, paying off debt, and saving money. And you can learn more about that at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. So let's get into today's episode with Nasima. So hi, Nasima. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Paula. What's up? I am super excited to have you here sharing your story on how you paid off $300,000. That is incredible. And you yeah. did it in two years, right? A little over two years? Under two years, yeah. And I just feel like this episode is going to inspire so many people who are listening. So before we jump into the details of how you paid off this huge, massive amount of debt, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Nasima? Sure, sure. I am Nasima McElroy. I am a registered nurse. I'm a labor and delivery nurse by profession. Um, But I teach people about personal finance because I feel like a lot of a lot of people weren't taught um, at an early age, or taught by their parents, or just don't know, like in general. And it's like some real basic things that I really feel like um, if we knew, if we knew better, we can do better. And so I just kind of share my story. I'm pretty open about the things that I've been through and um, my lessons along the way, and help encourage people um, try to build the wealth. I love it. And you and I we met on Instagram from you sharing your story and I just thought that your story was so incredible being able to pay off $300,000 in debt and guys that is no joke because (laughs) there are people who have access to $300,000 or even more but they're still in debt because they don't have the mindset to understand that when you can get yourself out of debt that is another level of freedom in your life and so I have to applaud you that well, is incredible. You. I'll keep saying incredible. But <laughs> <laughs> so give us a little idea of and you're still on your debt your debt free journey. You're still working towards debt free. Um you have just a little bit left to go. Stop. Right? It seems like a lot of it, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get into bit. that. Yeah. <laughs> um but can you t- tell us what what was your debt composed of? Um so I will tell you kind of what my debt was composed of like and how much that was. So I had over $200,000 in student loans. Now that's down to about $21,000. Um, I paid for braces. I paid for collection accounts. I had a 40B3 loan that was about $21,000. I had a Honda that I paid off that was $25,000. Um, my ex-husband's car was $26,000. Um, my major payoff was I had a condo in Inglewood and that was $70,000 that I paid off. And then, um, I have some IRS debt and then I'm paying for some stuff in my divorce. So that's where my debt came from. 
So that's a lot of di- um, you know, a lot of different <laughs> a lot of different categories, all right? All over the place. Like, yeah, I don't discriminate. So, <laughs> so where were you? You know, two and a half years ago, when you were like, you know what, I can't stand this. I'm done with this. Where were you in your head? What was your enough is enough moment? What made you want to get it out of your life? Because you could have very well been, you make a good income as a as a delivery nurse, right? You, mm-hmm. you could very well have been able to make all your payments every month and kept going and still had your nice house and your nice car, but still had the debt. So what was that catalyst that made you say, you know what, damn this debt, <laughs> I'm done? I, you know... I didn't even get to it like that. It was kind of a progression. I knew I was hella broke. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I didn't have any savings. And I was just like, damn, like, this is not a comfortable feeling for me. So um, I had, my daughter was about to turn one. I had been in my house for a year. And this was my dream house that I bought when I was pregnant, when I was temporarily psychotic. So I bought a house that was like way too big and way too much mortgage to take on and I just got to a place where I was paying my bills but there was something that I needed to pay for in my house I think I was putting in blinds which I have 36 windows in my house wow so um, I needed to borrow money from my sister and when I was paying my sister back I was just like man if anybody knows me they know I hate getting help from people or asking people for anything and that just kind of broke me down And so I was just like, man, I don't have any money in my savings. Um, I need to figure out what to do because I make too much money to be this broke. And so I just started researching. And initially I was thinking um, that I just needed to get better at investing because I had already, I was like, okay, I need to sell this condo in Inglewood. And I knew I was going to get money from the sale of the condo. So I was like, I just need to figure out how to invest this money because that's how I'm going to turn things around. If I learn how to invest it, then, you know, I'll be on that path. But um, while I was while I was um, researching how to invest, I stumbled upon Dave Ramsey. And then I got to a point where I figured out that it wasn't so much that I didn't have money to invest. It was that I was spending so much money on debt. And at that time, like I said, I owed 200000 in my student loans. I didn't even consider that debt. Getting still, I was paying nineteen hundred dollars a month just in student loan payments. Wow! So yeah, that's when I learned that <laughs> it was more about um, what was going out than what was coming in. That that was my problem, and so I set myself on a path to fix that. Wow, that's awesome! And for those of you listening, I'm just gonna hit pause for a second and remind you that Nasima was newly divorced over $200,000 in student loans, a single mom, and other debt, and she was able to do this. And the reason why I'm kind of stressing on your situation where you were at that point is because I talk to a lot of women who feel like they are at a no a point of no return because they have so much debt. And I always tell them, like, there is, for for everything you think you cannot do, there's someone who has done it. And a lot of people who I've talked to, they don't have debt anywhere close to what you had. And so mm-hmm. if Nasima could do it, what is your excuse? Like, you have to get to that point in your life where, and in your head and in your heart, where you're like, you know what, I'm sick of this. I need a better life. I need a better outlook. And you have to find your why. And 
get yourself together and focus on getting out of this debt and it's not impossible and we talked about Dave Ramsey and I, I love him and I love his approach to paying off debt and getting people in the right frame of mind and so guys Nasima has done it you guys need to check her out <laughs> 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 okay so you've paid off over 300k mm-hmm. um how much do you have left to pay I have about 55k so right now I'm at 319,000 that I paid off and so yeah now I have 55,000 left that's gonna be easy Nasima. yeah <laughs> you already paid off 319 like what's 55k i know you can I know. do this i just you know other things have been coming up lately and i think that's another thing too is that um sometimes we get discouraged because things aren't moving the way that um we think they should but don't give up i mean like every dollar counts slow progress is still progress you know i just i think that sometimes I get in my own way because initially I did pay off so much money, but in all actuality, I felt the same way then that I feel now because I never really even did that math. I think the thing that messed me up was I did the math and I was just like, dang, I paid that off heck of fast. Even <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I just would have kept on going like I was, then I wouldn't even be tripping. And I would have just looked back like, oh, this debt is gone. But because I do share my story, I do like to share my numbers. And so that's why, like, when I first started my blog, that's the first time I ever added up how much I paid. I never, I didn't keep a record of how much I paid until I was like, let me report these numbers. And I was like, damn, I paid off hell of money. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you're sharing your story means you have a ton of people to keep you accountable, including me. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now I'm going to knock it out. Like, I have a plan. Like, it's just that I just, you know, been feeling a little a little slow motion lately. But it's getting done. It's and getting that's done. normal. Like, we all have yeah. those days where, and it's, it may not have to do with paying off debt. It could be mm-hmm. with trying to accomplish a savings goal, trying to, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing in life. Like, me, for instance, I quit my six-figure job to start a business from scratch. And sometimes right. I'm like, were you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> right. I should just delete Clever Girl Finance and go back to my old job. <laughs> we all have oh, those girl. days. I have those days. So I'm it's normal. Like, when I look at that new Tesla, I just be like, listen, <laughs> I can so afford these payments. Like, if I did not tell everybody that I was not going to go into debt over a car, then it would be nothing for me to go down to the Tesla dealership and get this car. Well, you know what? You can <laughs> own that Tesla because if you could pay off $319,000 in two and a half years, imagine once this, once the rest of that 55K is done, imagine how much you're going to be able to save quickly. I know. I'm just not patient. I'm, I'm not known for being patient at all. That's like my... My biggest vice, honestly, like I'm just not patient, this but I'm learning. Impatience. This, process, this process is teaching me patience. So yes, I'm you. and this little girl, because Lord knows, <laughs> it's definitely a lesson in, in patience. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of dig deep into exactly what you did. Um. What were the specific things you did to pay off, to start paying off your debt, and to get to this point specifically? Like, what did you do? Um along the way? Well, I had to actually 
come to a point where I accepted my debt. Like I said, I didn't even think that the $200,000 was debt. And that took me a lot longer <laughs> than you might expect. So I, it, I had to come to a point where I was just like, okay, you do have to pay off these student loans. You do have to pay off these student loans. You do have to, but you know, that is debt. So once I accepted my debt, I just listed all my debt out. And then um, the most important thing that I did, which is hecka basic, is do a zero-based budget where I listed out everything, every um, dollar of my income out and plan for it in advance. And that, that simple thing gave me so much motivation because then I was able to actually tell my money exactly where it was going to mm-hmm. go. And that gives you so much power. Like people just don't understand, like knowing how much you have to spend on stuff and, you know, staying within that. Or if you go over that, knowing that, okay, well, this has to come from here to cover that. And this, and, and, and then within that process prioritizing my debt payoff so i like set a goal like i want to do i want to be debt free by this date if i was to be debt free by this date i know i need to save six thousand dollars i need to put like six thousand dollars a month toward my debt so always i put that six thousand dollars on that payment like i write that down in my budget like i need to i need to make a payment of six thousand dollars towards this debt and then I adjust the rest of my budget around it. So those were the things that really, really, really um, gave me a lot of traction in paying things off so quickly. So, And a lot of people are of the mindset that student loan debt is not debt. Some people think it's right. free money. Some people think it's good debt. I'm not a fan of the whole good debt versus bad debt. I think right. that debt is debt. Some debt is just not as terrible as others because it has lower interest rates associated to it. And... People always think like student loans are impossible to pay, but you know I had Melissa Buto on the podcast a few uh, number of episodes ago, and she's paid off a good amount of her, of her student loans too. And a ton of the people in the accountability program are paying off student loans. And I think the first step is accepting that that debt is debt, mm-hmm. and putting it into your debt repayment plan and figuring out how you're going to get rid of it because you don't want to feel like you got all this money now because you're working, right. but then you have a ton of student loan debt sitting there. It's still money you owe. And the fact that it has interest associated to it means that you're paying for it. So um, I'm glad that you, you got to that realization, right? <laughs> yeah, real fast. And then I, what, what really pissed me off was when I seen how much money a day they was charging me for interest. I think mm-hmm. it was like between 30 and 60 or $60. Uh, I mean, a day I was paying yep. in interest. Because it's it's... It's um, the interest is compounded daily, daily, even daily. For credit cards, too. Yeah, daily is compounded. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's more than what I spend on anything else. Like just the interest alone, mm-hmm. like in my household, when I add that up, like that's crazy. And like I said, that my payment was crazy, ridiculous. Anyway, nineteen hundred dollars. That's more than most people's mortgages in across the country. And I was just paying that just for student loans. And so I was like, man, I was heck mad. Like, I just, I just remember <laughs> I had to call, I used to have to call up there all the time because I was just like, why is my payment so high? And it was just like, that's just what it is, ma'am. And I was just like, you don't think that that's ridiculous? And they was just like, I think it's ridiculous. You got $200,000 a month. And I was just, well, shit, I just, that, ain't, that ain't no lie. Oh so, you know. <laughs> they said, I think it's ridiculous. You have no. It's so many wives, but I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, you're right. But still, but still, who pays that much money 
a month. Like, I was like, do you even make that much? And they're like, you know, petty boots. You know? <laughs> but you know what? Okay. Like, the loan companies, the credit card companies, the mortgage companies, this is a business they're in. They're in the business okay. of making money off of debt through interest. And we can't really get mad at them because this is their business. And when we sign that dotted line to say, I want that student loan, you know, I want that mortgage, we kind of agree to the... <laughs> We people agree without really realizing, you know, and I like that you talked about zero based budgeting. I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of that. And I always tell people that think about your dollars like your employees, you know, mm-hmm. they're working for the corporation of you exactly. and you have to give each of them a job to do. You have to give them assignments. You have to give them tasks. Otherwise, you're just going to hang around in the break room. They're going to slip out for lunch and never come back. And then Be you're going to wonder where, you know, you're going to wonder where, <laughs> what happened to all your employees. You have to mm-hmm. keep an eye on your money. It doesn't mean that you don't have fun money but you have mm-hmm. to allocate certain amounts of your dollars to the fun category to the um, debt payoff category you have to give all your dollars a job to do um the other thing i wanted to mention the same was that you had talked about i don't know if this is the exact amount but you had talked about making six thousand dollar payments a month to your debt mm-hmm. and i wanted to point out for those of you who are listening who were gasping when she said that <laughs> I should have picked a smaller number. I was thinking about it. Like people are just gonna think this girl. No, but the yeah. the truth of the matter is that yeah. that six thousand dollars is because you are completely out of your comfort zone. So I talk to you all yeah. the time. Nasima is working multiple jobs. She's working multiple hours. She is completely out of her comfort zone doing stuff she doesn't have to do, but she wants to because she needs to get out of this debt. And that's how she's able to earn that much money a month. It's not because she has a money tree in her backyard. It's because she is working like crazy and mm-hmm. she actually just got off work. You just got off work, right? And we're <laughs> recording this podcast. Work, yeah. So yeah. sometimes you're going to have to get really uncomfortable to accomplish your goals. And that's what she's doing. She is like, I completely admire you. Your, your, like your passion to get this out of your life. It's, you are a great example because a lot of people f- think that they're just going to sit back and do what they do every day and expect the debt to go away or expect the savings to just come and that's not how it works you have to get uncomfortable you have to not care what people think you can't care what people think and i bet people tell you all the time why do you work so much you're a nurse every Isn't day your base okay you know why don't you take 25 years to pay off this debt like so you're doing amazing incredible i'll keep saying incredible <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's kind of get into the motivation the self-motivation mm-hmm. aspect how did you manage those days where you just wanted to go out and spend money and be like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I want to buy something. I want to go shopping. I want a new Chanel handbag. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the reason why, because I didn't have the money because I feel broke because <laughs> you're already broke. And then <laughs> you act like you broke. Like the money that comes into my account, like I said, as soon as it comes into my account, it's gone. I give myself like $80 a month, like spending money. Other than that, everything else is a sign. So I don't have no trick off money. I just don't. And I don't have like, you know, the credit cards to fall back on or, or anything. Like my budget is tight. So even if I did want to splurge, I couldn't afford to. I would have to ask somebody for some money. Then I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I just don't. Um, the other thing is that, you know, like I really have a, a, a very, 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 very supportive Instagram community. Um, you guys are like the bomb. Like, I just feel like anytime I get discouraged, I go there for motivation. And man, I'll just be seeing you guys doing great things. And I'm like, dang, I'm hecka slipping. 
you know, like Jamila is like doing her thing. You're always doing something new, coming up with something super clever. And so <laughs> I'm just like, I have to step it up. I don't have no excuses. I don't have any excuses. Like, it's, and that's what's like so super important. It's just surrounding yourself with people who you aspire to because those people are always going to uplift you no matter what you're going through. You know, you can't surround yourselves with people who are familiar with their situation or aren't in the in a position. People that just ain't doing shit. Yeah, you just can't surround yourself with those kind of people. <laughs> I just try to find a kind of way to say it, but I can't. You know, I just, you know, you got to surround yourself with people that are really, really like doing things positively and really impacting other people's lives. And so, you know, that's why I, that's how I stay motivated because I'm trying to be like y'all. And, you know, it's for my daughter, too. Yeah, yeah, she, you know, she's spoiled. And I na- I messed up because I named her Naima, which means a comfort-filled life, you know? And so she she just knows it. She knows, she said, like, you can't tell her nothing. So, <laughs> so yeah, your circle of influence definitely matters. They can make mm-hmm. or break you. And if you're on a journey to get your finances in order, whether it's paying off debt or saving money, you have to surround yourself with the right people because... I'll tell you that on the days where I feel like, you know, with business, with accomplishing my goals, the days where I feel like, oh my God, this is too much for me. Why am I bothering? Why don't, why don't I just say, stay mediocre? The people around me, they help me pick myself back up and they force me to keep going. Um, But I could very well be surrounded by people that say, you know what, let's just go to the mall. Let's feel better. Let's go out for drinks. Let's do this, you know, and I'll get completely off path. So the people you surround yourself with are super, super important. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not that you fight with your old friends or your no good friends. (laughs) You just don't spend as much time with them and you find other people to spend more time with. Okay, guys, so we sort of had some audio issues, and so I kind of had to cut the interview short, and Asima and I are continuing from now. So in case you're wondering what happened, that's what happened. <laughs> so, Nasima, um, what would be the money advice you would give your 21-year-old self? I would have um, probably invested and saved earlier, um, like... Early on, I had like Netflix stocks, even though I know Netflix isn't doing good right now. But still, I could have bubbled off of that. <laughs> like from when did I have Netflix stock? I think in 2001. So I was like an early adapter. So I had Netflix stock. I probably would have wouldn't have sold them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I would have told myself not to take out any student loans. Um, I could have definitely cash flow um, cash flow college because um, I was always working. And I didn't undergrad. I didn't even owe that much. Um, and actually, uh, for graduate school, I got a full scholarship. So when I was 21, I was in graduate school. So I got a full scholarship, but I still took out heck of loans just for living expenses. But I was working. I actually had two jobs, which so it's, it was money I didn't even need. And then um, just like teaching myself like how to budget, the importance of budgeting early on. And the importance of building your net worth as opposed to focusing on credit and what a credit score means. Um, Let's see. Also, um, when I was 21, I started thinking that, you know, the only way that you can really um, accumulate wealth was through real estate. And so I started investing in houses. And so by the time I was 25, 
I had five houses. Um, and by the time I was 27, I had two foreclosures and two short sales and, um, and a bank. And then in 2011, no, 2008, I had to file for bankruptcy because a lot of those short sales, um, the lenders, even though they agreed to the short sale or the foreclosure, they were still attacking my credit. And so that's the only way that I could, um, get my credit score to start, stop dropping to zero. Even though I didn't technically owe them anything, they just were pretty predatory. So that's why I filed bankruptcy in 2000 and no, I filed bankruptcy in 2010. Yeah. So a lot, I made a lot, a lot of money mistakes. And so if I would have learned the importance of just not accumulating debt and how important just having cash is and maximizing my income, I would have been in a much better place. But I think that, you know, everybody has made money mistakes. I have the blog posts and also the podcast episode on advice I would give my younger self about money. And I think sometimes when things like that happen, it's number one, important to not judge yourself or make yourself feel feel bad for the mistakes that you have made. And number two, it's what next? It's taking the lessons that you've learned and applying them to your future. And you've been doing that. You've paid off $300,000 in debt. And imagine if you didn't take any of those lessons and like, you know what, you were like, I filed bankruptcy once, I'm going to file it again. And I'm just not meant to be wealthy. And I'm just meant to have all this debt. And I'm just going to keep yellowing. Like it's, I think the lessons are important for life. We all have to, even if no matter how hard we try to avoid making mistakes, we're going to make them. And so it's, it's um, what do you do next? And you're doing a great job. So for those of you who are in that 21 year old age and you're, you know, you're still in college, you haven't um, started making any big money decisions. This is definitely some really valuable information for you to start keeping in mind, um, you know, and yeah. So, okay. So next question, Nasima, is what steps are you taking to ensure your debt freedom is permanent? Like you're never... <laughs> never going back to that space again oh no it's impossible for me to go back there I think my mindset has just shifted so much like it's kind of hard to even um wrap my brain around thinking that way so it's impossible for me to go into a space where I'm making those same mistakes because I mean I just know what my potential is and I know that there's just so much out there for me to achieve that taking those steps backwards aren't even logical. Like they don't even make sense to me. So I not just like getting into that much debt would be almost impossible. Um, you know, and I think I invest a lot of time in making sure that I am continuously learning and growing and those things keep me on the right track. Also surrounding myself with people who I aspire to people like you, Bola. So, you know, you keep me on track. So, you know, I, I, that's just, you know, you, you have to surround yourself with people that are out here doing things. So you, um, aspire to something greater than yourself. And that's what keeps me on track. And I'll never make those same mistakes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think once you know, once you have your why and you have something you're working towards and you know clearly what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. Right. You're going to think twice when those, um, you know, situations come up where 
you can get distracted or they can cause you to fall fall off track and just given the experience that you have the experience alone is reason enough as to why you're never going back to that space right Um, and i think what's important is that I have like clear goals now. Mm-hmm. So like, you know how the saying is, is like, if you don't aim for something, you're going to um, hit it every time because I didn't, I wasn't aiming towards it or anything. So I was yeah. kind of, I was kind of like wandering and, you know, making a lot of mistakes along the way. But, um, you know, I have, I have very, very clear goals. And if, and if whatever my actions I take don't align with my goals, um, you know, I, I just don't do it. So everything has a, has the you know I clearly have to ask myself like is this in line with my goals? If it's not, then it's not something I'm going to partake in. So, and for those people who are, I feel like for those people who are still in that space where they they get into debt, they get out of it, then they get back into it, then they get out of it. I feel like those people haven't yet learned the lesson they need to learn, and they mm-hmm. haven't clearly defined what it is that they want out of their life. And until they get to that point where they're like, oh my god. I now understand the lesson. I now get the point and I now know what it is I really want. And I know what it is that I don't want. They sort of stay in that cycle. Yeah, that's definitely, um, I feel like that's the space that I was into. Um, and until I kind of learned about knowing what your why is and defining what that why and making sure that it's a, a why that's stronger than any other temptational pull that you have out there, then you really won't, meet your goals because again you're not aiming at anything so and i feel like your why can change like as right as you grow as you progress with your life as your situations change your why can change some people are like well i they, they kind of get in this space where they're struggling with this why and i always say think about what it is what is your why right now in this moment you know mm-hmm. of what you're trying to accomplish because if you're trying to if you're trying to plan your life around a why that doesn't really apply to you where you are in your life right now, you're going to struggle to stay on top of it because it's not as valuable, if that makes sense. Right. So here's the permanent debt freedom, Nasima. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to put you in, on the spot now. <laughs> you are part of the Clever Girl Finance Accountability Program. And I need you to give me your honest thoughts <laughs> on it. You're also going to be hosting the live, the coaching call next month to talk to everybody about guide them through how you paid off debt and give them your tips but tell me exactly what you think about <laughs> the program uh, oh <laughs> this is funny anyway i'm like super super honored to be able to talk in first and foremost and i'm thank you for giving me the ability to share my story again in that space and to interact with the group in that way but the accountability program is amazing i really feel like it gives really guided pointed actionable things that you can do um, to improve your finances. So there's always, there's a win. I feel like in every week that somebody can take away from. So even if they only come and apply, even if they go into the program and apply 10% of the information that's there, they'll be milestones ahead of, of, of just most people. And I really feel like it's just, such good information and it covers so many different areas in your life that are essential and important and um, I just encourage everybody all of my friends anybody that just even if you even if they're fine they think their finances are in order I just encourage everybody to participate in the accountability program because it will have you 
getting your whole life together financially um, in all components and all aspects that, you know, are important for uh, being financially intentional. (laughs) (laughs) You're like my model student. And I know it's my program, but my favorite thing about it is really the community. I think those women are very motivating and just me being in that space with them they even motivate me because they're so focused on their goals and you know one of the ladies actually emailed me yesterday and she's like oh my god you know i've finished the program does that mean i'm not part of the community anymore that i need need to be here because you guys keep me you know you guys keep me motivated and that alone just makes you know that community those women and what they're doing um i think And it goes back to accountability and circle of influence and, you know, whether you choose to be in a, in a program or not, you know, if you're working on your finances on your own, it's, it's so important to have the right kind of people around you because they can make or break your goals. They can help you get to successful or they can help you get to disaster. And so your circle of influence, guys, I talk about this all the time, you know, everywhere, social media, uh, the podcast, um, my blog, your circle of influence really, really matters. So thank you for sharing that, Masima. <laughs> no problem. And I just, it's such a great community. And I just look forward to seeing where everybody is at like five years from now with all this like empowerment that we've received and in, and the encouragement and that community. It's just, I'm like really, really juiced to be a part of it. So Yay. Yeah. So for anyone who is listening now and they're kind of in the space where, okay, I know I got to pay off my debt. I know I got to save money. I got to get my life together, you know, but I don't know. I'm not sure. What kind of encouragement would you give that person? You know, I am a firm believer in, um, like when you're ready to hear a lesson or when you're ready to learn, a teacher will appear. You have to get yourself into that space. It's, it's nothing I can tell you that's going to make you want to do better for yourself. Like you have to do better for yourself. So you have to be in that space. Um, I mean, there's tools I can teach you to help you get into that space. But you really it's just like you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink like mm-hmm. you have to get there. But I, what I'm excited about in this community and and, you know, being around people like you, Bola, is that oftentimes we don't think we can because we haven't seen people like us that look like us that have done it. I mean, we're younger, you know, we come from diverse backgrounds, we've been through all different kinds of struggles. And so sometimes people don't think that it's possible. So just know that it is. It's possible for you to do it. And it's not hard. These are these are just steps that like simple steps that we've taken and we do them over and over again. So it makes it seem like we, you know, done all this monument, monumental things like me paying off this big amount of debt is just because I attacked one small goal after another. So these aren't like really, really, really hard things. Another thing is once you get into a space where you feel like, okay, this is something that I want to do. You need to surround yourself with people who are doing it. um, People that have done it. So use social media to your benefit. I mean, there's so many people and resources and tools out there that you can access for free on Instagram, on Twitter, on um, Facebook. And just type in debt free, hashtag debt free, hashtag investing, saving, all those kind of things. And those people are going to come up. So I just encourage you to 
use what you have to your advantage. Also get a little bit of accountability. Join Bola's program. Then you have built-in account- accountability in a community that you can ba- bounce ideas or issues or successes off of. Um, so I think that um, it's also important just to reach out to people who you aspire to be and ask them, like, how did you get here? Because guaranteed they went through some of the same struggles that you did. So I just think that there's really no excuse for you to get it together. It's possible. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> if you guys could see Nasima's face, she's like, there's really no excuse. No excuse, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. But, you know, I'm not I've never been one to force people to do anything or to like try to convince them. I'm really the kind of person that I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. So if you, you, you're going to see how I'm moving and mm-hmm. when you see how I'm moving, either you can get on board or not. It's not going to phase me. Cause I'm gonna keep on going. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. That's just how I live. And there was one thing that you said, you said, use the tools you have to your advantage, to your benefit. And a lot of people don't realize the tools they have, you know, a huge tool is social media, Instagram. Um, so many people spend their time on there looking at, I don't know, not that there's anything wrong with it, but they spend a lot of their time looking at what other people have, looking at fashion bloggers, looking at TV show recaps, doing all the stuff on Instagram. They can tell you say, what Beyonce has uh, better than they can tell you Beyonce. what they got in their bank account. And then they'll say, yeah. <laughs> they'll say, oh, I don't have any resources to help me get my finances together. But there's a ton of awesome resources, financial educators, motivators on Instagram, on Facebook, that if you just look up one of the hashtags that Seema talked about or just search personal finance, debt freedom community, they'll come up. And it's just yeah. how how you use your time. How you use your time yeah. really, really matters. And the other thing We is, all have the same twenty four hours in a day. Yep. The other thing is <laughs> you can't when you're in this space where you're trying to get your life together, you can't care what people think. You cannot care what people think and i think social media is is the master of people caring what other people think because everybody is posting perfect highly curated lives and nobody wants to look like they're broke like oh my god i'm gonna show my new bmw um because i don't want to look like i'm broke but the truth is that a lot of these um maybe not all of them but a lot of people on there showing off faux lifestyles they're broke and I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'm broke too. Shoot, I ain't got that much money. All my money I got is going straight to her debt. So let me tell you, my grandfather talked about. I don't want you online talking about all this money. I said I ain't got no money. All my money is going to the bank. I don't even understand why would people think I got some money. So if somebody try to rob me or something, they gonna come up real short. They gonna be real disappointed because I'm heck of broke. But yeah, I, <laughs> I just hope that people understand that. Like they should take the word impossible out of their vocabulary because I think that and that broke. gets people in such a spam, bro. <laughs> broke is my word. That's my key word. So, <laughs> no, I think that they should stop thinking that everything is impossible because they're so quick to be like, oh, you can't do that or you can't make this much money or it doesn't make sense to do that. Like it's so easy to get caught up in that negative mindset or that mindset that's based off of um, limitations and lack. And 
I mean, like it's possible people are doing it every day, but you just got to have that in your, in your, um, not periphery. What is it? In your purview. Like you just have to see that and, and see real people that are doing it. There's so many people. I mean, like Bo is hella rich. So, uh, you yes, know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, keep people like her around, you know, that you can aspire to. <laughs> I don't know about hella rich, but I'll take it. I'll claim it. I'll own it. Yes, claim it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I think you know it's all really important, and you just have to stay focused and get yourself out of that lack mentality, that poverty mindset. Right. And there's one thing that I just don't stand for in the clever girl finance community is when people come in and they're like, "There's no way you can ever do that. There's no way someone can ever have that." And I get that a lot on Instagram. Everybody wants to see like proof of why somebody else can be successful, proof of how this works. And that in itself, always looking for proof that something works, that's a limitation. That's a mental limitation because you've automatically given yourself a roadblock because you can't see how that it's going to work. And so if you're in that space where you're like, I need proof, then you need to sit back and readjust your mindset and readjust your thinking and open your mind to understand that the people who have accomplished big things in their life, look around you, anyone you admire that is financially successful, successful in any way or form is because they, they, they removed all caps from themselves. Mm -hmm. And they said, I don't have a cap to my success. And you want to be the same way too. So if you're struggling with mental blocks, it's time for a self-assessment of what do you truly want and what is triggering this mental block? And if it's another person or other people and what they're telling you, then you need to shift away from those people. Right. And if you need receipts, Bola got hella receipts. (laughs) (laughs) People keep checking for receipts. Right. Check them receipts. Like, okay, I got some receipts too. I don't like to pull those cards, but yeah, we got receipts. (laughs) (laughs) So Nasima, let me ask you, what is your Clever Girl superpower? Uh, I would say it's just um, how open I am and... I don't mind being transparent. Um, I don't mind sharing my story. I'm I'm gonna give it to you like it is. I'm gonna tell it to you like it is. Like I'm not. I don't really hold back. Um, you know. I I mean, and that's just the way that I am. Just in general, not just about my finances, but just in life, to a fault sometimes. It's just you know, it's just in my DNA. So um, a lot of people just are drawn to me because they know that when it comes to me, it's not going to be no BS. It's just how it is. Like you can ask me how I'm feeling. You don't have to fill in the lines. You don't have to guess. I'm going to just tell you. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of, it's my transparency. Definitely. And I love that about you because, um, you know, the transparency in this space really matters because, you know, I feel like a lot of people have really amazing stories and mm-hmm. the people who are coming to them want to know how they did it. They want to know not just how, but how they got past the emotions and the you mm-hmm. know the mental blocks. And you share all of that. And I think that is an asset. And I think that's why, you know, people come to you. That's why I wanted to know how did you pay off $300,000? Because your story is so helpful because you tell people, I can't tell you how many blog posts I've read or how many people I've talked to about something amazing they've accomplished. And they don't want to give away 
the details of how they did it but by right. doing that you're helping so many people you're touching so many lives because it could be something that someone hasn't quite figured out but that you did and because you shared it you helped to change their life so i, I applaud you for that and you're mm -hmm. on a great path nasima i'm really proud Aww, of you no <laughs> okay so folks who are listening they've gotten to know you and they want to know how to keep up with nasima so tell us where to find you well, you can always hop over to my website at financiallyintentional.com. Um, I mostly hang out on, on Instagram these days. And also, I just started my Financially Intentional Facebook group. If you'd like to join, head over to um, Facebook and just type in Financially Intentional in under the group section and you can join that group. And I'm going to start um, sharing some exclusive content in that group and um we're working on building a really, really strong community of people who are all about building wealth and um, being financially intentional. Awesome. And guys, I'm going to include all the links that um, Nasima mentioned in the show notes. So you guys can click to access her website, her Instagram, her Facebook. And Nasima does some really, really awesome Instagram and Facebook live sessions. I love watching them. <laughs> and if you follow her on Instagram, she always announces before she... Um, before she starts one. So definitely head over to Instagram and follow her there. So thank you, Nasima, for coming to share your story and, you know, your advice, your encouragement with this audience. I'm sure they're going to love listening. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am honored to share your platform with you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, if you have enjoyed what you have listened to, you're loving the podcast, tell a friend about it and be sure to subscribe um, on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher. And if you haven't already, head over to clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there as well so you can get access to my resource library. It is pretty awesome. I have a bunch of awesome tools for you to help you with your finances. And yeah, so thank you guys for listening and I'll be back again soon with another awesome episode.